With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. No, no, don't click away. Don't listen, don't listen to anyone else. Please stay here. Thank you. Anyway, I'm Daniel, and this is the return to some people's delight of Book It, our show where we take a look at fantasy booking, because who the hell doesn't love fantasy booking? Today, we're going to be looking at a golden era of WWF. We're going to the 1980s, specifically 1989, post-WrestleMania 5, and we're going to give you what we would perceive as the dream card, the card that would make everyone's mouth just throff with absolute anticipation for this. It would make Gary and Derek bust a nut. It would be fantastic. This format of this will be a little bit different to how we did it on YouTube. On YouTube, I would pick a winner, which was a headache for me. So instead, this time, we're actually going to work together collaboratively and pick out what we're going to put in this card. The panelists I've got with me, they've each written a card they would like to do. We're going to cherry pick the best parts and give you the cream of the crop, as someone in this particular era of WWF might have said once or twice. So to go around uh, all the introductions, starting off, we have the head honcho who has pulled an Undertaker in 2011 and came back with complete bald head. Stephen Wilson, everyone. Didn't have a booking show without me. I am, of course, the winner of the Booker T Trophy. 1989, yes, I have my uh, Macho Man Funko on the wall here for inspiration. See how that goes, you know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As you mentioned, Gary and Derek, they got me into wrestling with the 80s and early 90s stuff. So I should hopefully have a decent card. You'll either have a decent card or you'll just get messages from them going, Stephen, we need to have a word with you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mabel had debuted at this point, so Gary already will hate me. Ah, uh, damn. Well, well, we'll look out and see. There might be a time travel element. Who knows? Uh, next, we were treated very early on before recording to an episode of uh, My Crib. And we never expected it to happen, but this guy has entertained us with My Crib, so now let's see how he does with My Card. It's Tom. Hello, hello. Uh, are you good, sir? to be here first time. I'm all good to go. After I gave you a nice little tour of the house, you're about very, to get, I think you're about to get a little surprise appearance from Lil Mo, the staffy, but uh, no, she's just sat at the side. We've had a mention of Mabel, we now have a mention of Mo. It's like Gary wants this to happen. <laughs> but Gary's <laughs> just, he's just interfering here. Well, I know. Think to be alive. In the mission overload. This, this is, it's, that's Gary's Christmas right there. And finally, we have a man who, when we mentioned Book It, like 1989, probably an interesting time, but then again, we all know this guy was very likely not even a glint in his dad's eye. It's Ryan. Hello, yes, I was not born till 96. Thank you very much. 
I have no mementos towards uh, any potential dream card at 89 or a dog, so you've just got my gloomy self. But here we are off to the races. And there you have it, folks, and that is our panel. No wonder David Campbell left. Moving on. <laughs> so, going with the Spooket format, when I give a theme for the show, I tend to set conditions that the guys have to follow when they write their cards. So, in this case, it's a 1989 dream card, so we need to stay true to the 80s. So here are the simple rules they have to follow, and we will follow as well later on when we're assembling the final card. They're allowed a maximum of eight matches on the card, with a maximum of four segments, this just being backstage stuff, interview on the stage, whatever, that kind of thing. There's also the condition of there must be four particular titles on the line, that being the WWF Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the Women's Championship. Yep, believe it or not, there was a women's title active at this point, you wouldn't know about it, and the WWF World Tag Team Championships. All four of these belts must be on the line, and we all knew Hulk Hogan was particularly prominent around this time, brother, but he will not be main eventing any of our cards, brother, but whatever match he does appear in, brother, he will win, brother. So that's our conditions, and now we're going to see how everyone got on. So guys, now we've mentioned mementos or how we felt about that time, so I'll go around each of you like, what's your What's the first thing you associate with 1989 WWF? I'll go to Ryan first. Uh, when I was younger, I had a Hulk Hogan uh, DVD set, which showed me always matches throughout his career. That's all I've got. <laughs> so I, I, I have nothing. Uh, so uh, they're going to show me up when it's their turn, but I have little to offer. I don't know why I'm here. I mean, thankfully, it's not the worst footage of Hulk Hogan that made a big splash. Uh, going next to... <laughs> Uh, Tom, what was your thoughts with when it came to 1989 WWF? 1989 is obviously Steamboat Flair year, so I don't really care for a lot of WWF stuff then, because there's a lot of good, better stuff. But you have got some nice, nice little appearances, as some some wrestling classics like the Brainbusters are over down there. And uh, I don't want to spoil my card too much, but a certain American Dream makes his way over a little bit towards the end of the year, recovering from his uh, his massive eye injury at the hand of the Road Warriors. Ooh, I like what you're saying, baby. And now, we'll go lastly to the relic of the group, Stephen. As we mentioned, Gary and Derek, they obviously loved 1989 WB. You said that was what got you hooked into it. What's your standout moment looking back at 89? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I think Wally are just running million mile an hour around the ring, around everything. It's just like, oh, absolutely mental. Um, I'm glad you clear clarified it was Warrior. To me on screen, that looks like you were having a fit there. It's just him taking the ropes, you know. Uh, I've talked a lot about Ultimate Warrior on a podcast recently. I did pick him for my uh, match on the, rest of the wrestling mixtape episode one, to the hate of my fellow panelists. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of things about this year. Uh, Tom mentioned the Brain Busters. We had the guy, uh, guys like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels were sharing through as tag team wrestlers. Some absolute bastards on the on the roster. Uh, not Pack. I don't think he was born in Pack. Right, but it would have been actually it's probably just Fetty's Pack. But um, yeah, so the, the, he was where he was back then. And we've got some belters on the roster at this particular point. And they will be layered throughout my cart. The women's division is an absolute bitch, though. I think it's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to get too into this, but the uh, the women's belt was actually retired in February of 1989. So if we are doing a post mania show, it has no place being on this card whatsoever. Hmm. 
but I'd already put it into my card, so I didn't want to say anything on the Facebook chat. There's confusion over that one spell because I saw one that said retired in like 90. Like, whether it was like either way, we'll, we'll just feature it for shits and giggles. Like, <laughs> if it was retired, you know, we'll give it a one night only treatment. Literally, like we even mentioned earlier in the chat, there must have was, I think we could name only like four women active at the time. Literally, that was it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not, it's not a great woman's It's not a great time for women's rest. 1989, everyone. <laughs> I mean, the AW women's division is pretty crap right now, but that's fucking night and day over this. At least they're hired. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's They're not doing anything, but they're, they're there. It's like, smile and wave, people, smile and wave. But we're going to get into the actual breakdown of the cards. So first up to the plate to present their card, let's go alphabetical order. Ryan. You're up first, my friend. So I mean, I'm first, and I'm R. But anyway, uh, do I have a time limit or anything? anything like that? Uh, we, we did just have a 10-minute time limit, so just kind of try and keep yours 10 minutes. If you go over, we're not going to penalise you. Well, who, who hangeth about to get to tea hall Right, so we've got Civil War, April 30th, 1989. This is in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got the commentary stream of Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. We have six matches here with the four belts, as mentioned, and we have three separate segments. The story for this uh, show coming after WrestleMania is that Vince McMahon is fed up of Bobby Heenan's antics during the shows with all these uh, wrestlers that he represents. So he's made up this show so that he has to have his wrestlers fight for him to keep the job. So six, five of these six matches, he has one of his uh, Parts of his family has to wrestle someone else, and out of the five matches, he has to come out and top. The first match we have here, we have Hercules versus Andre the Giant. Andre will come out with Bobby here, and Andre will win the match. Andre will do dominate early, chopping Hercules back in the back over and over, walking over him. Hercules gets lucky, gets back into it after Andre runs into the turnbuckle to run in and hit him with Hercules in the back of the knee with the, with the IC belt. Andre will slam Hercules, standing over him with one foot on his chest. One, two, three, one nil, Bobby Heenan. This is about 15 minutes in. We then go to the first segment of the match where Vince gets very angry with Heenan as he's getting involved again in one of the matches and how Rick Rude got involved. So as punishment for the following match, which is a tag team match between the Brain Butters and Demolition. Vince will also throw in the Rockers, so it's a triple threat tag for the belts, which also obviously lessens the odds for Bobby. So we've got the Rockers, we've got Arn Anderson and Tully Blancard and Demolition. Uh, this is a tight match from the off. However, the Rockers don't play the team game with Demolition as the belts are on the line and do not care for the Brain Butters or Bobby. The Rockers attack Demolition when the Brain Butters appear out of the fight. Bobby sends them back in to get the job done. Bobby tries to hit Axe with the chair but moves, striking Tully instead, leading to Axe and Smash delivering the demolition decapitation. Axe pins and smashes. Sorry, Axe pins and Smash blocks both Arne Anderson and Shawn Michaels from stopping the pin. 1 1 demolition retain. Then we go to the women's match, which actually isn't involved in this, any of the storyline at all. I couldn't find a good way of including it, so I've got it anyway. We've got Rock and Robin defending against Sensational Sherry. This is a fairly short match, just to take us towards the hour mark. Uh, Sherry dominates both of the most of the match. Robin shows glimpses of comeback, but never really happens until Sherry thinks she has the win. About to apply the, the sleeper hold, but as it's about to be locked in, Robin rolls back on top of her and pins her before she realises what's happened and flees the scene. Sherry is irate 
and is throwing things everywhere. This also leads to the second segment of the, the night where Tony Schiavone, uh, a man hated in the SDL world but potentially loved here, interviews Bobby. Bobby introduces us a new competitor that's been thrown in last minute to face Hogan and announces that it'll be the return of the WrestleMania main event, Randy Savage. Uh, I was actually going to do the impersonation, uh, but I'm not going to do it because I'm really, really bad at it. But the cream. Anyway, so... Do it more. <laughs> no, that'll do, that'll do. But the cream. Um, he comes in saying, Hogan, I'm sick of your shit. A spite of you, Hogan. Fuck Bobby, but fuck you too. And then just leaves the, screen, the, sh- the, the scene. This cuts to the third and last segment of the match where Hogan is in a scene with Vince. And Hogan gives it, I'll beat you again and many, like, just like many a brother, I'll do it again. And then Vince then reminds Bobby, looking in the camera himself, because obviously Bobby isn't there. Vince is in the room himself, reminds him that he's got a trick of his own for the main event, as Rick Rude doesn't know who his uh, opponent will be for the main event. This then takes us to the fourth match of the evening. Uh, just to remind you, this is a 1-1 situation for the scoring. We have Mr. Perfect in the side of Bobby Heenan and we have Roddy Piper on the side of Vince. Uh, Roddy Piper is clearly emotionally charged during this match, starting off the match as the aggressor, not giving Mr. Perfect many chances to do much. Bobby clearly resistant to get involved due to not working out in previous matches with hitting his own team members and uh, hurting them in a long term in the tag match. Roddy is constantly trying to aggravate Bobby to strike him in order to get a DQ1, but it's unsuccessful. Mr. Perfect takes advantage after the third or fourth attempt of doing this, taking over the match and then is able to deliver the perfect slam as he pins the Piper. One, two, three. Bobby's ahead, two, one. So in this, so there's only two matches left. If Bobby gets one more victory, he keeps his job in the WWF. Uh, this takes us to the Hogan-Savage match. Kind of similar to the WrestleMania finish, but the match isn't the, necessarily the most important part of this story. Uh, as Hulk does, as he did at WrestleMania, Hulk's up, body slam, leg drop. But Hogan celebrated, but a clear change in the crowd of cars. However, Bobby and Savage are nowhere to be seen. Makes an exit. Gorilla says, Is there anyone out there able beating Hulkster? As Jesse raises from his desk, It's my turn, Gorilla. I've had enough of this Hulk crap. Pulls out a lead pipe from under the desk and runs down to the ramp and attacks Hulk from behind. Running down the ramp, beating him with every item nearby, leaves the commentary desk human and shouting to himself as he exit the ramp, Hogan bloody limps out of the arena with the WWF staff with cheers from the crowd. Uh, this takes us to his main event. We have about a half hour left in the card. This is a two and a half hour card. Rick Rude walks in with um, Bobby for the final. Tony Schiavone stepped in for Jesse in the commentary desk. Gene Okerlund is about to open his mouth to, and then I notice he's Vince slowly walking down the ring to an eruption from the crowd. Vince snatches the mic and announces to the ring, this place could do a bit more of heart as Brett's music hits and the crowd goes nuts. And then he also adds when Brett, uh, Brett gets to the ring, I want a first-hand view of this match myself. And then places himself on the commentary team with Gorilla and Tony. Match starts. Brett and Rude start up start with a lot of very high-skilled technical wrestling, showing a lot of in-ring chemistry with one another. Both of moments of going over, Brett being the cool head when uh, getting Rude on the ground, whereas Rude will taunt and flex when he came out on top. After around 10 minute marks, Vince stops commentating and walks in slowly to the ringside, constantly pestering Bobby throughout. Eventually, Bobby squares off against Vince. Vince then backs down when he's challenged. 
allowing Bobby to think that he's the big man and starts acting bigger than these own shoes. During this is happening, Rick Rude has got uh, Bret Hart under his boot, pressing against the bottom ring, ring rope. But Vince notices how Bobby's acting and then uh, attacks Bobby, which is which brings the crowd up. He lo- he's loving it. The crowd are loving it. And then when this happens, Bret hears the crowd and picks himself up to get dominant in the match all over Rude for the next five minutes or so. However, this changes in the brain busters then come running in the ramp and attack Vince, pulling Bobby away as they brutalise him. Bobby notices that this attracts Brett and the referee. He gives Brett a low blow before Rick finally gets to hit Rude Awakening on Brett. The referee sees the pin and counts. Place booze them to shreds. Vince beaten to a pulp. Brett is out. Bobby, the Brainbusters, Rude. All celebrate outside the ring. The rest of the Heenan family come out to join the occasion as Heenan is not required to leave the WWF. I will say that was a pretty damn good card by the sounds of that. Very good. I like the through line of the Heenan storyline with whether or not he gets fired or not. Very no, that, 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 that was the thing because I kept watching every second match. He was fucking there with some new person. I was like, who the hell is this yeah. guy? So I just made that thing. I, the, the Heenan family was quite a thing around about that time. Um, let's get some thoughts from the others. So, uh, Stevie, what did you think about that one? Yeah, I think it's very smart to do a card in 1989, given... Obviously, right, you do admit it's not your strongest area no. to go with Bobby Heaton because it was a fixture of that particular point. Uh, I can see why you went with Vince because you might not go with Vince with something like that, but at the time, wasn't it person was like that. Yeah. So, um, Tom might agree with me on this one. I think maybe quite fun if you did the uh, Monsoon versus Heaton because uh, they were kind of a thing back forward, or more a commentary thing. Yeah, if, you, if you're going with the angle, it's Vince's logical even more. It wasn't kind of the thing then. Ten years early. Yeah, oh, oh, Vince, you don't really see Vince as an on-screen authority until about 96, 97. So, yeah. 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 That's a fair solid point, enough. Yeah. Solid enough names. The card's pretty solid, though. The Ventura thing would be quite funny to see. <laughs> I, I, I would believe Ventura in 1989 coming out and beating up everybody, but it's quite funny to hear about it. I'd give low marks for the savage impression. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, freak show. You're going nowhere. Why you went with the bones already? Like bones always ready. Bones and Spiderman. So it kind of makes sense. Very bold on the Brett the main event at this point as well. Yeah, I, I do know that was early, but I thought that might have been like a massive like baby face crowd loving it because of like a new thing, like mm. pushing a new car. Got a lot of guys in your card that I've got them, so I can't really say too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the main issue is I, because it was around Bobby, a lot of people I couldn't pick, I couldn't use. The thing is, I think loud, but the thing with the Bobby thing is, see if this was in 90, 91 or 92, you could have had Flair. And there's your kind of, there's your big match with Flair. Fuck Flair. That's what I say. <laughs> you get to hear first, folks. Uh, Tom, your thoughts up yeah, here? Um, I completely disagree with Stephen on the Macho Man Randy Savage impression by way of Cardiff. I was a huge <laughs> fan of that. Um, yes. that. That gets me many, many points. Um, I agree. Like, really nice story as it goes through on, on that side of things. We've gone kind of similar in um, our main event sort of streamline. I think you've actually possibly come up with the better showcase on uh, on which of which certain family member you've gone with showcasing, so props there on that one. We'll see how it plays out 
when when I come around for that one. But yeah, no, really nice storyline. I really like the Ventura thing. I was looking for a way to try and put Tony Schiavone a bit more moved into the card as well while you had him, but uh, I think you've done it beautifully there. Thank you. Thank you. Some good remarks there from everyone. Uh, we, will put, we will hold for that just now because we're going to move on to our next card. And I will now pay homage to Tony Schiavone as, according to Tom Brock, I apparently have a resemblance to him. It's Stephen! <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot to mention it's very typical that Rye shoehorns Tony Schiavone on these cards. Listen to League. <laughs> fuck you, Schiavone. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, what a Piece of shit, man. <laughs> what a points get her. What a points get her. Sad to draft live every Saturday, folks. Uh, <laughs> every, anytime, yeah. those, draft, those seasons I did, anytime that Tony Schiavone went, I always had a wee internal fuck. Yeah. The reason why he's no longer drafted. Uh, so yeah. I have went. Obviously, Daniel, with your criteria, you mentioned a lot of chaps throughout the year, so it's supposed to go straight after WrestleMania. I'm going for just after SummerSlam on this one, which is technically post WrestleMania, so it's still allowed on the card. Uh, this is going to be taking place, place in September, particularly September 17th, 1989. Unlike Ryan, I have not got a location because I did not think that far ahead. But I do have a commentary team. We have a three-man commentary team, as was usual at that point, of Vince McMahon, Tony Schiavone, and Gorilla Monsoon uh, for this particular card. No set theme for this one, unlike what Ryan had. So I'm going with a lot of straight matches and I'll let some follow-up from what we saw at SummerSlam. So we are starting the match with a tag team title. with a tag team title match. It's going to be the Brain Busters defending against the team of the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Gennetti. Uh, a nice solid match for this particular time of year. Two very solid teams with the Rockers trying to work their way up and win tag titles. Runs for about 10 or 10 minutes or so for this match. And ends with Arn Anderson blocking hand, joking, uh, <laughs> at the mercy of Sweet Jim Music, where he's pulled out the way with the legs by his tag team partner, Tully Blanchard, to the light of Bobby hearing at ringside as he's Sweet Jim Music's Marty Gennetti. The distraction is there and the Brainbusters take advantage to take out Shawn Michaels and win and retain their tag team titles. The first teases of the Rocker breakup, two years before it happened, I booked long term with my WWF. Uh, following on from that one, we've got Rick Root, who recently lost his Intercontinental title at SummerSlam. He's taking on the Blue Blazer here. Uh, Blue Blazer, also known as the, the, the Great Owen Hart. But he has the Blue Blazer at this particular point in time. Nice, fun, 8 so minute match at this particular time to get Bobby Roode some uh, heat back after he loses, lost the title at SummerSlam. Gets himself the win here, shows off his abs. Everybody's happy. Win for Roode. We now go backstage where the father of the hero of America, uh, Cody Rose's father, Dusty Rhodes, that is, is backstage cutting a promo. I will attempt a Randy Savage one later. I am not attempting a Dusty Rhodes impression. No, I just can't do that. Do it, coward. I can't do the dream. No, I can't do it. Give me the text, baby, I'll do it. I can't even push it out. I can't even do it, bitch. Send me afterwards, baby, I'll just dub it in. He's backstage cutting a wee interview. He's talking about the fact that he got himself a win at SummerSlam and he's ready to start moving himself up the card. But he's attacked by Andre the Giant and Haku, the Colossal Connection. They take him out to make a statement 
but they're not happy with Dustin Rhodes. But we do get tending to his father, Dustin Rhodes, a potential tease for a tag team match down the line. We then have Jake the Snake Roberts. He's taking on Roddy Piper in this particular match here. Again, another solid mid-card match for this particular point. Runs on for about eight or nine minutes. It's kind of stand-up for pay-per-views at this particular point in time. Piper, energetic as ever, is too a bit fired up. When it gets him too much as he falls to the DDT, and Jake the Snake gets the win here. We then go backstage again, where Mean Jean is interviewing the women's champion, Rockin' Robin. Not going to sing the song. Uh, and she's talking about that she's issuing an open challenge right now to someone that the challenge for her title, a female competitor of WrestleMania quality. So we go to the ring and Rockin' Robin is there and answering her open challenge is the woman who went into WrestleMania 1 as the women's champion, Lalani Kai. She was technically still employed by WWF at this particular point in time. She would still be there until the end of this year. She comes out, shocks Rockin' Robin, and Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair style from this year's SummerSlam takes the title in less than a minute. Absolutely shocking the crowd. Lalani Kai is the new women's champion. We then go to our next match, and it's another tag team match. It's the Hart Foundation taking on Axon Smash Demolition. These guys get a good 12 minutes or so to bring the crowd back up after the quick scores from the Women's Championship match. And to the shock of the crowd, Demolition get the win over the up-and-coming Hart Foundation here in a very hard-hitting contest. Coming up after that, we get two men who are off of big wins at SummerSlam and are looking to get themselves into contention for the Intercontinental title. We have Greg the Hammer Valentine, fresh off of a win over Hercules at SummerSlam, taking on the undefeated Mr. Perfect Cut Henning, who beat the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, at SummerSlam. Uh, two very solid wrestlers of the generation, Mr. Perfect one solid, very, very good. Given a good 10 minutes to go at it here now, and maintaining his undefeated streak is Mr. Perfect, with a bit of help from Bobby Heenan, who's at ringside. Going on to our next hit, and this is just a bit of fun because I thought, fuck it, I need to get another, <laughs> another segment in here. We have a concert with the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man is out here doing everything he does best. Needing, he wants some help in riling up the crowd, if he's a crowd on him. Out comes Brother Love, out comes Jimmy Hart. They're all here to try and get the crowd on their feet. But to spoil the party for Maybe not so much for the party, save the crowd. Out comes the original Scissor Me Daddy, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He is out here to stop the party. <laughs> he takes out the Honky Tonk Man, he takes out Brother Love Jimmy Hart. He gets the scissors out. He's about ready to cut the Honky Tonk Man's hair when he's saved by his friends. We pull him out from the ring. That gorgeous hair survives yet another day in the WWF. We now go on to our semi-main event. It's for the WWF title. We have Hulk Hogan taking on the one man who we need in this current point to save the economy in the UK, Ted DiBiase. These two had fantastic chemistry in the late 80s and they do so again here. They go on for about 11 minutes in this particular match. DiBiase does all his cunningness to get there, but as we see in 1980s WWF, Hogan goes over, brother. He retains the WWF Championship. 
We then go backstage again to Mean Gene, where we get a, a tradition of the kind of 80s WWF. The two champions, the two champions, so the two main eventers get a bit of a promo segment here, give their own piece to go at it. We first get the Macho Man, Randy Savage, who's out cutting a promo. He does his, his trademark cream of the crop, but instead of using the tiny cup, he decides to go one further. He puts some cream in a big latte. He downs the latte to show macho madness runs wild in this pay-per-view. We then get the ultimate warrior who says that the spaceships will all align somewhere around Jupiter and Uranus to bring the warriors together to retain the, the intercontinental title because that is what Zerg would want. <laughs> so yes, the main event for the Intercontinental title is Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. 16 minutes and two of them go at it. It's a fantastic main event. The Warrior hits his two moves. He gets the win over Randy Savage. Randy Savage isn't happy though. He, try, he gets, tries to get the better of it. He is really, really unhappy. Sensational Sherry's there as well. She's got the heels. She's digging the heels into the Warrior. Who can save the Warrior? Not Papa Shango. Not Warrior saving himself, as what happened at that WrestleMania. As a man who was let go from the WCW at this, not long before this. Tom mentioned him earlier. He's technically a free agent. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is here. He is out. He saves the Warrior. He eyes Randy Savage. And what we get is the tease of the rematch of the greatest undercard WrestleMania match of all time. Card done. Boom. You went and pulled the steamboat card. The look I saw on Tom's face the minute you mentioned him, that, tell, that told me everything. I am furious. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what was worse. The, the outrage for Tom of you mentioning steamboat or the rockets aligning around Uranus promo. <laughs> um, like, I think there was a lot of that for if Warrior. You if, if you watched an Ultimate Warrior promo, Back in the day, he just jibbled some of our fish about space. It's like, hey people, have you ever wanted to try acid? Yeah? Watch an Ultimate Warrior promo. That's putting it politely. But I intend your card, very solid cards. That was a really good one. Uh, like the fact that we got Jake Roberts on there, always a reliable hand at that point. Blue Blazer, Owen Hart, you know, there's nothing more to say about him. It's, it's Owen Hart for Pete's sake. Greg Valentine popping up, nice to be surprised there. You don't like when, from what I've noticed, even like looking at other people online trying to do like their own fancy stuff, like not many people go to him right away. So good to see him get mentioned there. Uh, I want to know what the hell was going on in your mind when you thought, hey, you know, it'd be a good segment here, a honky tonk man concert. <laughs> I was, I wanted another, I wanted another segment on, and I was going through the WrestleMania, no, no, the Summer Slam '89 Cup, and I was like, right, I've got. Got DiBiase, got Hogan, got I've got I was ticked them all off, and the ones that I had left from that card who I hadn't used, and this is the last segment I put together. The ones I hadn't used at this point that was on SummerSlam '89 was Jimmy Snooker, Hercules, the Twin Towers, so Akeem and the Boss Man, with Slick. I could have used Slick or something for this one. Uh, Tito Santana, uh, the Fabulous Rajos, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Rick Martel, it was really close to Rick Martel, the Red Rooster, and the Honky Top Man. So I was like, 
Yeah, I mean, This Is Your Life with Hercules doesn't really have the same ring to it as like a concept of Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I don't even want to try and imagine how that one would have gone. Um, Tom, you, you, you expressed outrage. Uh, give us your thoughts. Um, as furious as I am that uh, <laughs> Stephen has beaten me in research of when Steamboat became a free agent, um, it, it's a card that just ticks all the boxes. It, um, it's got something for everyone in it. There's a nice bit of wrestling in there. There's a there's a nice bit of the Hogan and DBRC match. That's a very good use of Hogan um, on that side of, on that side of things. Um, yeah, no, it's just got every something for everyone. Nice different use of uh, of uh, Rock and Robin, uh, which. Uh, sure we're all happy to see um yeah no it's just got everything just got it ticks ticks all of the boxes i go wrong with that there uh ryan your thoughts on stevie's card yeah it's, it's, it's kind of similar but um very well balanced card straight for star power loved the inclusion of latte when it came to macho man <laughs> the impression was pretty poor but the card's great i love the honky especially the honky tonk inclusion i think that was good i definitely missed a point or two there but yeah strong card yeah just um, i'm like i mean hockey top man the best part about the gimmick was the guy just didn't know how to play guitar that was my favorite <laughs> bit of the whole thing and he just carried about just like hey i'll give you all a tune play back and track everybody talks in the royal rumble 2001 about drew carey being in it is like the big is like the outside thing the hockey top man's appearance in that rumble is so understated it's unreal because Kane literally is probably just told swing like fuck for his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kane's just like, sure, El Cabong. Imagine if Donkey Kong Man was good at the car, he wouldn't have a very good heel with it. Oh shit, he's actually good. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! But a, El- Elias before his time. <laughs> he's, he's such a signature of the late 80s WWF. He obviously had that long reign as WWF and a continental champion, so you need to try and get him in there if he's, if he's at. Yeah, a relation of Jerry Lawler, I'm pretty sure, correct? Yes. I'm sure I remember if I had imagined that or not. So yeah, unlike Honky Top Man, I'm not going to be entertaining people with a concert, despite what you see in my background here, guys. Um, we're now going to move on instead to our final presentation of the card. Tonga, sir, you've waited patiently. It's your turn. Take it away. Alrighty, Roo, then. I haven't gone for a specific time period, because I'm pretty sure plenty of my matches won't match up for that. Also, I haven't picked an arena. Commentary team, let's go for Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone again. Opening match, we are graced with the real American. Out comes Hogan straight away. Big, nice Hogan promo. Tells the audience to say their prayers, eat the vitamins, and they might one day get big and strong like him and be able to batter his opponent in Hulk Hogan's open challenge, which is answered by Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown comes out, minimal offense from the start, uh, from Bad News Brown, leads straight into a hook up, body slam, leg drop, hugging over, job done. Match two, we're gonna go with uh, Heart Foundation versus Demolition. Nice, just little solid match there. Heart Foundation, up and coming team at this point, they get the win over Demolition, former champs, puts them in a nice position going forward. Match three, we have got the Widowmaker, Barry Windham, versus Coco Beware. Again, this is leading to a, a very sort of like basic match. Barry Windham starts off strong first, leads into a big Coco Beware comeback, where 
Barry Windham will then cause the disqualification to stop Coco getting the upper hand. Starts a beat down after the match on uh, Coco Beware. Out comes Roddy Piper making a save. Nice little Piper appearance for the fans. Match four, we're going to have a tag team championship match. It is going to be the Brain Busters. And in an incredibly devious move, I have gone for their challengers to be the team of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and his son, Dustin Rhodes, making the appearance together. We go for a nice classic match here again. Nice little Southern wrestling style match with a nice classic Dusty Rhodes finish. Dustin gets the pin over Tully Blanchard, but right back, uh, right at ringside, Bobby Heenan notices that Tully Blanchard had his foot on the ropes as uh, the Rhodes family are celebrating. Referee calls the match as a victory for the Brain Busters. Match five is the women's title, Rockin' Robin versus Sensational Sherry. Macho Man is ringside with Sensational Sherry as well, who then causes a uh, nice little cheat spot towards the end. Uh, to hand Sensational Sherry the Women's Championship. After the match, we go straight into a promo with Savage and Sherry. Savage congratulates his queen on uh, getting a championship that she very much deserves, um, and then makes a big point that the Macho King can do anything that Hogan does, but better, and announces his own open challenge for the main event. Match six, we've got the Ultimate Warrior versus Jake Roberts, Intercontinental title match. If you're a Warrior fan, you'll enjoy it. Warrior gets a win. Match seven, we're going to just bring the crowd down slightly after Warrior's antics. We've got Harley Race versus up-and-coming Shawn Michaels, with Shawn Michaels taking the upset victory there. Now we come to the main event, Macho King's Open Challenge, answered by the Blue Blazer, Owen Hart. And this is just a nice 30 minutes all-out match, Macho King uh, and Blue Blazer. Pretty equal throughout the match, gives a nice chance, like no one expected Blue Blazer to come out for the main event, but he's wowing the crowd with his high-flying antics. Very, very, very nearly towards the end of the match, rolls Macho King up for a free count. This sends Macho King into an absolute furious rage, hits a pile driver on to Owen Hart and gets the victory. But that doesn't stop there. And I will stress at this point, the bell has rung. The main event is over. Macho King goes for an absolute solid beatdown uh, onto there. Hogan comes out to make the save as he's beating everyone down. Andre the Giant makes a surprise attack. Dusty and Dustin make the save uh, from Hogan for Andre. Uh, and Hogan body slams Andre to send the crowd home happy. Bish bash bosh done. Very good. Some nice callbacks there to Mania 3 in particular with Hogan slamming Andre again. So that's a pretty good touch there. Uh, solid again. Like This has been a good one. Solid cards all round, guys. I'm loving this. This one is a lot a lot more like names that haven't popped up again. So the likes of Barry Windham, Coco Beware, Harley Race and Shawn Michaels. Like, if you could pluck Michaels from like his prime and Harley Race from his prime, that would be a dream match. And that was a yeah, nice I think I, I think I've booked as a fan a little bit too much there. I'm not sure what condition Race is in at this point, but it's a nice little easy win for Sean going yeah. forward. And plus, you know, quite a big push there for Sean, just like... And a uh, big, that's, big commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's a seven-time world champion. He's beaten Harley Race. No complaints there. Good credit for Michaels. Warrior Roberts, really move um, Dusty and Dustin teaming up. That, in WWE, I would love to have seen 
if they had done it properly in WWE, that would have been good to see. Everything's just fantastic. Hogan coming out to do the the save at the end. Nice we get around to the main event thing. Nice, like nice we like get around. Needed to make sure I uh, stress that the bell had rung. The bell has definitely rung. Hogan doesn't just main event up. is over. Yep, he's he's not going to pull a Mania Nine and get another nope. main event going. We're not having that here. Solid stuff. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on Tom's card? Yeah, very strong card. Also, my knowledge is very. I wouldn't go minimal, but a lot a lot of these wrestling matches have been getting, I don't have much knowledge of, but I I love the attention to detail that he does apply every round, regardless of who he's talking about, and I love that about Tom's answers, which made me really appreciate it. Excellent. Especially the main event, the main event was really good. Yeah, I don't have many faults about the main event there. Uh, Stevie, your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I really like the, the use of some of the wrestlers that we hadn't seen. Uh, Barry Windham, completely out of left field. Uh, very happy for that one. That was a good, very good shout. Coco Beware is a very easy guy to have a a win and a, a beat down on. So it's a it's a really it's a solid choice for that placement on the card. Uh, given sensational Sherry the women's title win that she should have got during her career at least once, it's a, it's a great tick box for that one. I think that's fantastic bit of booking. You've obviously the way how easy it is to link up with the savage stuff as well is good. Um, perfect use of the whole never-ending savage Hogan one-upsmanship. I think that's a, a great way to kind of utilise that aspect of it. Getting Hogan's match out of the way as well is mm. pretty much a, is an easy one on that one. Yeah, uh, and I can't fault your Heart Foundation demolition match because I had two, so <laughs> different outcome, but yeah, still pretty good. Really solid um, utilisations of everybody and a nice balance to the card. Very much of its time, this particular one, a nice old style 80s match. Always sends the crowd home happy type thing. Yeah. Dust, the, the Rhodes winning their matches, very feel good as well. Yeah. Uh, I was a big even fan even if we old. get the dusty finish thing, it's still... Yeah, I, 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 think I was a big fan of the whole Cody and Goldust versus Shield stuff that WWE did. Yeah. So to kind of have these two in the prime doing it is really good. You can have it that, you know, little Duff, little Cody runs in just like, I don't know if he was born at that point, just like, yay, dad! You know, you like, can do something like, like Dominic Monroe one. Pretty much I. Like, you know, you can do that and he just go, yay, dad! And then he just runs past Ray and just goes right to Eddie. But that was a different son. Um, <laughs> so now we come to the interesting part of this, which is going to be that we're going to cherry pick these matches we're going to go through them, so we'll make an eight-match card. In the case of, uh, I believe, Ryan's card not having the full six matches, we're going to... I'll save the main event for the main event, and we'll just structure it through. So we're going to go around each of the matches. We'll vote for which one we would like to put in this card. If a wrestler is mentioned in one match and appears later on in a different one in someone else's card that they want in, then you know we'll have to give some kind of reason for double-booking them. It has to be a good one. You know, Heenan can over time with the Heenan family, so why not them? But he's got some work to do. So we're going to go to our opening match. So the opening matches, just sort of re recap for everyone. So opening match was for Ryan's card. It was Hercules versus Andre, the first of the Heenan family versus Vince storyline. Uh, for Steven, it was a tag team match, the Brain Busters versus the Rockers. And for Tom, it was Hulk Hogan's open challenge with Bad News Brown. Now, guys, I think it's a very obvious thing to say, but you can't vote for your own match. So I want you guys to tell me, I'm going to go around you, and you're going to vote on what match you want, and whoever has the most picks 
will win. If you all can decide and go to a tie, I'll voice in and we'll decide our match there. So we'll go alphabetical again. So Ryan, you have a choice of two, that being Hogan and Brown and the Rockers and the Brain Busters. What match takes your fancy the most? Um, it's pretty close. I do like the idea of holding out first, but I'll have to go with the tag team match. I think, I think, I think just having the brainbusters from the off is a very strong choice. So based on that, mostly alone, I'll go for that one. Okay, so we have one for brainbusters and the rockers. Stevie, what would be your pick? Your choices being Heathen Family and Andre and the Hogan and Brown Open Challenge. I. I think it's a very clever thing to do, so I'm going to go with Hogan and Bad News. Okay. Right, we already have one apiece, so... Tom, if you vote for something other than one of those two, then... Well, if you go, if you vote for Ryan's here, then we're tied. If you vote for Stevie's, we crack on to the next one, so that's where we are just now. So, You're fucking better. <laughs> So you have Hercules versus Andre the Giant or the Brainbusters versus the Rockers. So here's the thing. I was actually going to go for Andre because I was trying to find a nice little match for Andre on my card and I couldn't think of one other than that little appearance at the end of the main event. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually think Andre opening the show is a pretty solid idea. So my vote's going for Andre. Yes! <laughs> Plot twist. So yeah. I, have to, I have to chime in now. To be, to, be, to be fair, it doesn't surprise me. I was very close between them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like, I will actually give like credit to what Tom was saying. Like Andre, as a legacy wrestler, having him involved in some regard, like even if it's just appearing or in an actual match is good, but like a match, I think people, he's an attraction. And if you say Andre's wrestling on the card, that makes more sense. So we're doing it. Andre the Giant and Hercules will open our dream card. So, match one is Hercules versus Andre the Giant. Yes! I should think that's, I should think that's fair. I think that's the best match on Ryan's go. <laughs> that's what I did. That's, that's why he's going to lose the After that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I think if you start the if you start the night off with Andre, you know, it's only building up. Because then you can get Hogan out later on, then you can get whoever's in the main event. So, nice progression of the big names so it makes sense i suppose to do that we'll now go on to match two of this show so we're bound to choices here so match two we have in a triple threat tag match for the tag titles the Brainbusters, demolition and the rockers we have brick rude and the blue blazer and we also have the heart foundation and demolition they're all fairly solid choices there we'll say so we'll go in reverse order this time tom uh, your choices of the triple threat tag and Rude and Blazer. What would you take? I hate triple threat tag, so it's got to be Rude and Blazer. Fairly short and simple answer there, okay. Yeah. Right, one for Rude and Blazer. Stevie, you have triple threat tag or the normal tag? I'm going to say it because I've also got it off my card. I'm going to go for the normal tag. Oh, interesting. One of these I, have again this whole, I have this kind of thoughts in my head of how I'll pick this it's a win for both, Steve. It's a win for both. <laughs> That's the best part of this. Like everything's a good choice. It's like, what one can we take? Ryan, your choices are the Blazer and Rid or the normal tag match. Who was in the tag match again? Can you remember? Uh, Who was in the Hearts? The Heart Foundation and Demolition. Yeah, I have to go with the Demolition match then. 
There we go, our first, the first easy decider of that one there. So our match number two, Heart Foundation versus Demolition. I'm not mad because, as I said, it's on my card as well. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, it's, it's happy days for Stevie there. Right, we're going to go on to match three. We have the choices of, from Tom's card, we have Barry Windham and Coco Beware. From Stevie's card, we have Jake the Snake Roberts and Roddy Paper. And from Ryan's card, we have the Women's Championship, Rockin' Robin and Sensational Sherry. Ryan, coming to you, so Roberts and Piper or Wyndham and Coco Beware? Not gonna lie. Don't know who Tom's matches, who the people in Tom's matches are, so I'm gonna go <laughs> with Stephen's choice. I'm sorry, so sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go with what you know, Ryan. Go with what you do, know. Do, do you know what? I'll, I'll see you later. I right, just decided. <laughs> Shall we be back when Hogan's on, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I when Hogan's on, tell me when he's in. It's like most people go into a watch party in the eighties, just like I'll tell you when Hogan's on. Like Coco Beware, like I don't know much about Coco. I will admit, the most I know is he was the first person Undertaker tombstones in WWF. Ah. Uh-huh. So that's one statistic there. Um. So we've got one for uh, Roberts in. Piper, okay. Uh, Stevie, your choices here Robin and Sherry, and Wyndham and Coco Beware. What are you thinking? I think can, can you remind me who won that match for you? For, uh, it was Rock and Robin. Oh, I gotta go with White Nummy. Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, right, to make so. it worse, it was a roll up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we it. have. I gotta, I gotta go with that. White, Barry Wynum, by the way, is the maternal uncle of Bray Wyatt. Right. A- oh, okay. Okay, that, that that's my lingo. Right, there we go. There we go. Like, well, we, we bestow knowledge to everyone as we go. That's how we like to do it here. His father yeah. was Black Jack Mulligan. I don't think that's going to make a big difference to your knowledge. Mm. <laughs> I recognise him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Hall of Famer. <laughs> We've got one for Rock and Robin and Sherry and one for Roberts and Piper. Tom, it's down to you. Which one of those two is taking it here? Give me, give me the choices again. Ro- uh, Robertson, so Piper, and you have Stevens' match, which was Jake Robertson, Roddy Piper, or Ryan's suggestion of the women's title, Rock and Robin, and Sensational Sherry. Robertson, Piper, Robertson, Piper. Very easy to be honest, isn't it? Hands up. That's going to be the problem, though. Like. Because obviously the time, like when you're when it's your chance for you to the women's up, you're not gonna win. Are you? It's a shame. When it comes to that time, like every, like every one of these matches, like like I said, they could easily make up a card just themselves. There's some of these matches are ones they waited years to pull the trigger on, and this is us giving them it. Then can't go wrong there. Right, we're gonna go to match number four. So. Ryan's contribution of match number four was Mr. Perfect and Roddy Piper. Is Piper booking double duty? Who knows? Steven's suggestion was the women's title, uh, Rock and Robin and Lilana Kai. Whereas Tom's suggestion was the tag team title match of the Brain Busters and Dusty and Dustin. So, Steven, the Brain Busters and the Rhodes, Perfect and Piper. This is going to sound like I really hate Ryan's card because I keep picking Tom's. I should have picked Ryan's in the first one because I thought it was quite. Uh, but I really like the Rhodes versus Brain Busters as I mentioned, so I'm going to go with that. 
Wanker. <laughs> Every episode of Saturday Draft Live will now feature an obligatory Stephen's hey, a wanker. Uh, <laughs> I had a nickname of Saturday Draft Live a few weeks ago for being oh, really? on a spreadsheet. So. <laughs> I don't think Man. I listen, Brian. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, don't get out of trouble from my boss on another show. <laughs> We, we don't give a shit. <laughs> it's okay. It's my, it's my podcast. <laughs> you, you can send me my punishment exercise to the post. <laughs> don't worry. My, my punishment exercise was hosting this again. Fair enough. Okay, we have one for the roads and the brain busters. Uh, Tom, out of the other options being Piper and Perfect or Robin and Kai, what do you think? I've got to do a Ryan and go with what you know. It's um, Piper, uh, the Piper match, Piper and Perfect. Piper and Perfect. All right, so Piper is one away from potentially going double J. Okay. Now, Ryan. So either we're making I'm a man. <laughs> we're going double. Okay, Piper's working a double shift here. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Piper's gone back to back. He is facing Roberts, and then he's going to face. Mr. Perfect again. Wait, I can't. That, that's. that's did, was that pick? Yeah, I can't. I can't pick it. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I didn't pick it. Ah, sorry. Sick. <laughs> um. So Tell it was. Tell us uh, why I failed originally. <laughs> so it was Stevens women's match, and it was the Rhodes uh, match, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The Rhodes match and uh, Rock and Robin versus Lilani Kai are the options. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the Rhodes match. I think just. Okay, so we have the Rhodes versus Brain Busters. I'm just double checking that is our tag title match, so we can get the women's in later on. WWF title can be up soon, and we just have the IC title, which is for the most. I think Tom's women's match should just automatically go in because Brains is not Brains is out, Brains is out, so Tom should just go in. If we let it. And the rules, Ryan. It must be on the card. Well, there is, there is, like, we have one more match before Ryan's card sits out for a couple. So, you know, we'll see how we get on just before that. So our next one, match number five from Ryan's card. It was the WWF Championship. It was Hogan and Savage, the rematch of WrestleMania five. From Stevie's, we had Greg the Hammer Valentine and Mr. Perfect. And from Tom's, we had Widget Adam and Eva. The women's championship, Rock and Robin, and <laughs> sensational Sherry. <laughs> so, uh, I, think just, I think that match should just be on the card and we use Tom's next one. <laughs> I'd get or as well, because I've got less. Yeah, I'd give Tom an automatic win for the women's. What is it? We give the women's title this one? Yeah, because it's also my choice to so do it. All right, then. <laughs> it's my <laughs> match. Women's, women's title's going in, folks. It's my match without the roll up. Get it in there. <laughs> I, I just feel bad for not picking Ryan's match again. <laughs> I've forgotten about it. It's all right. I've forgotten That's about okay. it. So we have, so far, as a reminder for anyone listening, we have, I, I say that like I'm just about to go, hello, is anyone out there? Bueller, Bueller, anyone? Hello? Twinkle, twinkle, little star, Bueller. Anyway. Match number one is Hercules versus Andre the Giant. Match number two, the Heart Foundation versus Demolition. 
Match number three, Roddy Piper versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Number four, the WWF Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Brainbusters defending against the Rhodes, that being Dusty and Dustin. Match number five, Rockin' Robin and Sensational Sherry, the Women's Championship. We're going into match six, seven, and eight. We need the WWF title in one of these next two. And I'm guessing since it's, it seems to be the common thread for everyone, the IC title is the main event. We've got no problem there, folks. We have the options of Hogan and Savage from Ryan's Cards, WWF Championship. We have Steven's option of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Mr. Perfect. And on Tom's card, we have the Ultimate Warrior versus Jake the Snake Roberts. What are we thinking here? Let's go for Stevie. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm not saying that's just to be nice. I would go with Ryan's Hogan Savage. Hogan and Savage takes it. Uh, Tom, nowhere. <laughs> what are you thinking? You have the option of Ham uh, Valentine and Perfect or Hogan and Savage. Oh, I really no. I'm, I'm I'm going I'm going Valentine and Perfect. I like that match. Ooh. I like that. I'm going Valentine and Perfect. That's controversial there. Ooh. A wrong choice is what you mean, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, technically your match still has another chance. True. Just remember that still has another chance. So we'll be in the next one. So the map options for you are Warrior Roberts or. Valentine and Perfect. I have to go Warrior Roberts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior and Roberts, of course. So it falls upon me to declare this one. Quite frankly, the mega powers are exploding again. <laughs> it's going in right now. Hulk Hogan and Ratch Macho Man Randy Savage from Ryan's Guard. Yeah. The WWF Championship is going on sixth. The, one, the, the man who's most relieved about that is Jake the Snake Roberts. That, that, the things that man went through in the 80s to be doing double duty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, true that. Yeah, we, we're sparing him here. So now we have uh, a choice of two on this next one. The choice of two being, is Hogan pulling double duty and going to face Ted DiBiase right afterwards? Or are we getting a potential fantasy match from a different time, Harley Race and Shawn Michaels? So... Since we're going on to the main event after this, and we all have one for the main event, Ryan, the floor is yours. You can decide what this particular match will be. I do want to see Michaels, but I also love Ted DiBiase. We're going with Ted DiBiase. Uh, Hogan, uh, Hogan's pulled a Mania 9, but it's not even in the main event. It's before it. He, he's been bought to put it back on again. You could have something like bombing some person comes out and then just goes, you're doing two matches, brother. <laughs> or Dead to be assy, braves the booker. <laughs> or are we not letting them in on that secret at that point yet? Like, we'll, we'll decide that one. So we're now going on Hogan to the main event. Hogan hits the big boot on virtual. And we all go home happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good to that. Yeah, that'd be an easy one to win. Okay, we have a, we have a situation here where should Tom's match win this? We do not get the Intercontinental Championship on the card. So, like we it. have the options. We have the options of Rick Rude and Brett the Hitman Hart from Ryan's card. We have Macho Man versus Warrior from Stevens. And we have Randy Savage and the Blue Blazer. All very great matches. Only one of them takes our main event spot on this card. Tom, you have Savage and Warrior or Rude and heart. 
all of them result in doing the double. So I have to go with who I think I'd most want to see wrestle two matches on a card. And I think that's probably got to go with Bret Hart and Rick Rude. A good call there. So we have one vote for Rick Rude and Bret Hitman Hart. Stevie, your options are Rude and Hart or Savage and the Blazer. I'm going to make this the easiest one that we've had. I'm going to go with Rude and Hart with. I mean, there we go. There we go. That's us sort of right away there. Hart and Rude take. I, the, I, the I, I think it'd be criminal to have left Rick Rude off a couch. Yeah. Don't have Ultimate Warrior on the couch, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use him at all. He can, he can run a, he can run a, you know, spot a go home spot after this, like clear. Are we saying we just family? Well, that was saying we just run around the ring and run back up the ramp. <laughs> like here he comes and there he goes again. Okay. Do we have like the media? Is it media eight or media seven? Where they come, where they watches each other. He comes in for the run. Oh, blooming! That was Mania Eight, I think. They botched it. Can we have? We don't. I know Charles Wright's not employed at this point in time, so we can't have Papa Shango doing the running. Can we have? Like, <laughs> can we have Coco Beware do it or something? <laughs> <laughs> Coco Beware turns heel, joins the Heenan family. <laughs> we've seen bonkers things before. I mean, we, we've seen just 2020 WWE. Like that—that that was mental. So, like, we we could go with this. So we've. We've got our matches, folks. We have a dream card. People are pulling double duty. Who the fuck cares? We have a dream card. Opening the night, we have Hercules versus Andre the Giant. We then have the Heart Foundation versus Demolition. We have Roddy Piper versus Jake the Snake Roberts. We have, for the tag titles, Father and Son, Dusty and Dustin versus the Brainbusters. For the Women's Championship, Rockin' Robin and Sensational Sherry. For the WWF Championship, we have Hulk Hogan and Savage, the rematch of WrestleMania 5. But then, double duty, brother! We have Hogan and Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And then, for the IC title closing us out, Bret the Hitman Hart and Rick Rude. You know what, guys? I think that's a pretty damn good card. What do you think? Yes, yeah, I like it. I like the double it. Double duties could make sense, because you could have some way of as in private the ref, private, no. to get the match to get the second match, and then yeah. the hot one it could just be like I had to pick somebody who was had to pick some. Actually, you could it, see the fact that Ryan's match starts and Ryan's match ends. You could still kind of fit his narrative to it. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked if Ted DiBiase's match with Hogan was first, because then there's there's no bribe over. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a very good one. Could easily throw that in. Um, I just request the oh, Hockey Top Man's concert is in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if any of my matches get We need the Honky Tonk segment here. Stop I mean, yeah, well, can, I can I also throw in the span of the works? After my, uh, my Hogan match with Savage, he was brutally beaten by Jason Mitchell. You know, <laughs> <laughs> back. Well, tell you what, let's, let's have the... The Ventura beatdown come after the DiBiase one. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so the Ventura beatdown happens after DiBiase. We'll then have the Honky Tonk Man stall for time while they clean up the blood. <laughs> see if they see if they actually ran that segment where after the Savage match, Ventura beats him up, and then Hogan fights DiBiase and Hogan wins. That's just nighty night. That's just <laughs> WWF. Hogan gets beat up as and then you get years later people going, God blooming Super Cena beating all the odds. Yeah, did you see Hulk Hogan? Did you see him that night with Savage and DiBiase and Ventura? 
<laughs> you calm down. <laughs> yeah, this this is easily gonna. <laughs> This, this is how this is how bonkers these ones can be. I like that we're doing this as a collaborative thing now. Welcome to Book It. <laughs> Welcome to Book It, the new edition. 2.0. Oh, no, mate, 2.0 point, 2. fucked it already. <laughs> I mean, looking at the WWF roster from 1890, you should have took, um, you should have took uh, Jesse Ventura off of that book and put Hillbilly Jim in instead. <laughs> oh, I, I, think, I had to get Ventura in there, I had to. Uh, <laughs> come on. Hell, Hillbilly Jim would... <laughs> Now, if we if we said Hellbilly Jim cuts a promo, he'd still be cutting it now. <laughs> There's seemingly whispers that if you walk down a certain street, you hear his Hall of Fame speech still going on. But whether that's true or not, I've yet to find out for myself. Yeah, I think. I mean, throwing a fucking honky top man concert. Yeah, we're, we're golden. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Long sideburns and my hair slipped back. <laughs> yeah, glad you know the, I'm glad you know more of the lyrics than I do. Like, that's that's I, all I remember. <laughs> I could just remember the quotes. Get one of the guitars done. You can't be watching the honky tonk quiz. So, <laughs> go on. I don't even know the tune for that one. <laughs> just play a tune. Play a tune. <laughs> a tune. That generic. I, that's your instruction. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a rare concert on Eat Sleep Suplex retweet here. No, this is not David Campbell sings the Christmas blues. This is me performing my version of the Honky Top Man theme. I'd be more likely just for someone just to appear off screen and elk a bong me in the fucking head if I did that. <laughs> How much money can we pay Papa? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to pay a lot for that to happen. <laughs> just at, at least. I thought it was a YouTube show, huh? <laughs> just to get the visual. Just, <laughs> just all of a sudden it cuts to me just getting the guitar yanked out. You just get the shot of Pamela just like. <laughs> nah, she, she needs me to at least be able to speak before the wedding. Then again, she does want the power to turn my life support off. Anyway, genuine conversation we have with the celebrant. Not even kidding about that. Um, but yeah, folks, we've had our dream match there. Uh, Hogan's going double J. Bret Hart's going double J. We've got some good matches here. I can't I can't lie. Uh, guys, what do you think of our end result? I, I, I am thrilled about all these results, I must say, Daniel. But may I throw in the spark of the works? Is there technically, if there is one, a winner? I mean, I mean, three divisible eight doesn't quite work unless. <laughs> I mean, I, I, eight divisible I, three, I mean, <laughs> I, I get you're going for some Steiner math here, but uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I, if we were to go on a winner format with the most matches contributed to this, you could say your winner was indeed Ryan. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it to STL and I'll be bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Shut up, like, Scott. I've got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hell, you've, you know, you've, you did better than he did in the first round of the tournament back in season one. On that note, folks, we are going to round it off here for this episode of Book It. We'll be back at, we'll be back probably around Christmas time, at which point, guys, I'm going to give you all a headache with this one. 
at Christmas time, we're rebooking December to Dismember. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do this to all of you. <laughs> Quite frankly, the only thing we're going to do is just improve the show. I mean, that's the only thing we can do, right? Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> I can't wait to put Kevin Fawn versus the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man goes to play a tune, at which point Ariel nicks the guitar off him, we're gonna, smashes it. We're going to have the main event, Elimination Chamber, and CM Punk's going to come out when he's supposed to be in, going, I'm not working this work because I'm old, I'm tired, I'm sick of working with fucking children. <laughs> I mean, we could do that, yeah. I mean, why the hell not, I suppose. But yes, that will do it for this episode of Book It. Uh, I would like to thank you all guys for suffering this with me. Um, I know it probably hasn't been easy. I know it's been a headache, possibly. But thank you for at least putting up with it. Thank you to Mr. Tom McManus. Thank you very much. I thank you to Booker T. Rofi winner Stephen Wilson. Thank you. And a thank you to the self-proclaimed winner of this episode of Book It, Ryan McLeish. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> Why the hell are you not doing that impression more? <laughs> Just wait till we, 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 we put this down and I'll get the voice clips on. <laughs> How do you think you propose to these missus? <laughs> Will Take- you marry me? <laughs> you have no other choice. <laughs> I am the cream of the crop. <laughs> I'm the cream of the crop. Here's a ring. <laughs> You've got three Jim minutes. Slim Jim that's found on eBay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thank you for sticking in with us for me. So that's going to do us here for this episode of Book It. I've been Daniel. These guys have been freaking fantastic. Hope you join us on the next one. Catch you all later. See you later. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. On a podcast platform near you. Hello, my name's Jack Graham. Hello, my name's Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney. You can catch us hosting one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasting, Saturday Draft Live. You can tune in every Saturday to see who on the podcast has the best chance of winning the latest season of our fantasy draft. As always, you can catch Saturday Draft Live on the Suplex Retweet feed on your preferred podcasting platform. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.